Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Welcome to episode 51 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It is time to catch them all with your host. It's just me today, uh, Doug, also known as Icky Bully. Um, but I am joined by two fantastic guests who I'll introduce in just a moment. But first, to listen to this show, find us on foureyedradio.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Today, I am bringing two wonderful folks, folks who I believe have both been on the show before to talk about Sword and Shield because it is out and we're excited and we don't want to stop talking about it. So I have told you who I am, but I would like to introduce the two folks who are with me first. Uh, Hassan, hi, how are you? Who are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, I, who am I? Ooh, these are deep questions here. Very deep. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, I guess I have been a Pokemon fan ever since the beginning. So I guess a uh, longtime Pokemon fan. That's who I am. And yes. I'm very excited to to be here and to, to talk Sword and Shield. Perfect. Also, I am joined by Brian. What's up, dude? Hi. How are you doing? It's been a while. Good. I figured I wouldn't ask you who you are because it didn't go super great the first time. Too deep of a question <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> I, I panicked um, a little bit. I had to start prepping my life story. <laughs> like panic like oh gosh it was just it was a lot to handle <laughs> <laughs> he did not warn me about this philosophical question <laughs> um but in any case like i said we are here to talk about sword and shield it's exciting anytime a massive sort of core game comes out in the first place it's exciting but there's plenty about this game that makes it different and so i want to kind of dive into your reactions to it as uh longtime pokemon fans first i guess we should start just by placing um where you two are in your pokemon journey and adventure um because i i don't know and i haven't asked so um brian i guess first how far into the main sort of campaign are you? Have you finished it? Are you somewhere in there on your way to finishing it? I guess how far and how deep have you gotten into this one? Uh, I am post champion pre post game. <laughs> okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> um, and Hassan, whereabouts are you? Uh, I have beat two gyms. Uh, okay. I've played about 14 or 15 hours of the game. Nice. Perfect. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, and then I guess to give us an idea, Hassan, how much do you know outside of what you have experienced so far? Were you pretty tapped into stuff before the game came out? Have you been looking at stuff? as you've been playing and as stuff has been coming out or are you pretty much only aware of what you've experienced so far i I have a general idea of like some of the gym leaders coming up that sort of thing i've looked at all the pokemon uh when they were like kind of leaking beforehand i couldn't sure couldn't help myself um so i have a general idea and a couple little tidbits of like story stuff that happens so i I have a pretty general idea of of what's going to happen 
Cool. I am eight gyms in, and then I sort of pause to do a lot of exploring, so I have not yet tackled the Elite Four. And I don't know for certain, Brian, probably you could confirm this, but there isn't a ton of story in that amount of time that I've played that would be ruined for you, Hotson. <laughs> there isn't a whole lot of story in general, if we're being okay. honest. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah, when Kyle and I were talking, we we briefly mentioned like what stuff that you've missed so far, you know, two days in from previous generations. And one of the things I mentioned was I kind of miss the story, you know, like <laughs> there hasn't been a ton of it yet. But I don't know if maybe I'm in for sort of a weird black and white situation where there's a ton of story post or not necessarily post game, but in the end game. But it sounds like maybe that's not the case, Brian. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's like think of like the most boring like television show you could think of oh gosh and then when it like <laughs> decides to do some story elements for like an episode or two it's really good okay and it just stops that's, <laughs> oh that's, no <laughs> that's kind of this game and i don't want to say that makes it bad but if you're like looking for a solid story like yeah it has like a like drama to it or any sort of like captivation besides yeah. what you would expect from like oh battle of gyms mm-hmm. that you're not gonna get a whole lot i i would say that this is probably one of the weakest stories in a Pokemon sure. game i've ever seen okay yeah i i guess i'm not from what i've seen i'm not totally surprised i just wasn't sure what i was going to dive into now that i'm done with the gyms um, and that is sort of a weird thing with Pokemon because it's not, I don't think it necessarily has a reputation as a story driven game, right. um, but it has mm-hmm. entries that are pretty story driven. And so you never really know what you're going to get. And it sounds like this time <laughs> they didn't focus too much on that. I, I feel like there's actually, I mean, I haven't experienced yet, but just going off of what like my friends have told me that have mm-hmm. gotten further than me, there's actually like more story post game. It's still not a lot. Sure. But there's more story post game than there is during like the actual pre champion. Oh, wow. Part of the game. It's really strange. Hmm. That is strange because it's not even that end game story that we sort of got with uh, Black and White, where they Mm -hmm. were just like, hey, remember how you thought the game was over? Hold up. Let's do the story stuff first (laughs) and then we'll finish it out. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Lots to look forward to then, or maybe not a ton to look forward to more curiosity (laughs) to look forward to. (laughs) Um, I guess let's rewind a little bit and just do like first impressions or kind of lead up to. So Hassan, like leading up to the game, were you excited? How much were you looking at it forward to it? Did the discourse affect you very much in either direction? Yeah, I, I was definitely excited for it because it's one of those things where I end up skipping like the sort of the third versions or the sequels that they do um, yeah. in in the generations. And so and I was pretty like done with the 3DS after a while. I was like, I'm ready for a <laughs> Switch game. So Let's Go sure. came out and I really enjoyed, you know, what I played. It was it was good, but I was excited for uh, something uh, a bit more like something new, um, mm-hmm. I guess, new Pokemon just that whole experience. So I was definitely looking forward to it. I'm not the type that tries to catch them all necessarily mm-hmm. and all that. So I I know that there was, you know, leading up to it, there was that controversy over the full breadth of the, the Pokedex not being available and that yeah. sort of thing. That didn't really bother me at all. Um, mm-hmm. I was just more concerned about like, are there going to be enough new Pokemon to make this exciting and interesting? So when that stuff started to leak, uh, I just jumped right in because I was like, I can't wait. I need to see like, what this entails. <laughs> that was um, me. I especially, 
Yeah, right? I, I want to see the starter evolutions first and foremost, but then sure. after that, I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Can I share that um, I I was uh, very much team Blackout, I was, which is wild because I have a Pokemon podcast where we talk about this stuff, but I was doing my absolute best to know nothing going in unless it was officially sort of released. And so because they never officially released any starter evolution information prior to the game, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know anything. And as you both know, you don't really run into the starter that you don't choose and that your rival doesn't choose mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, like just getting to the first gym takes a while and you don't ever see it. And then, you know, as far as I've gotten in the game, I, I still haven't seen it. So it wasn't until maybe like 30 some hours in when I was just surprise trading for the heck of it. And the third starter came through that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually going to see it. <laughs> like I'm, like, I'm finally going to know what it is. So I uh, went like probably 35 hours before I saw all three of the uh, final starter evolutions, Nice, which was, I was kind of into it. <laughs> I thought that I, was kind of fun. I, I commend you on your uh, ability to do that. <laughs> you yeah. know, I was I was missing playing Pokemon that way, largely because Sun and Moon was so heavily leaked um, that nothing was really a surprise going into that game. I still love that game. I think it has a really unique personality that I will kind of forever have a strong affinity for, but nothing was a surprise. So that was a big motivator for me, trying to stay away from information. And uh, there's still a lot I don't know about the game because I still haven't pursued anything that I haven't encountered. So there are still mm-hmm. Pokemon I'm sure exist that I have no idea exist, and I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I that's I would have loved to have done that, but I just don't have the strength to. <laughs> no, that's have that's done totally that. fine. <laughs> I what I what I kind of did though is I didn't try and get too much into like I would see pictures of the Pokemon, but I didn't mm-hmm. really try and look at any if there was any gameplay leaks or really much into all the the towns and all that stuff because sure. I wanted just the experience of exploring the Gala region like that yeah. to kind of be something fresh and exciting. Um, and so far in what I've played, it has been. So that that definitely has been uh, um, pretty nice. But cool. uh, yeah, so far, I mean, it's lived up to sort of my hype, at least that I that I had for it and <laughs> uh, what I played. Awesome. Well, I still think you have a lot to look forward to because I was gasping all the way through at things that were popping up like, oh my gosh, no way. Um, so hopefully yeah. hopefully that will still be the case for you all the way down yeah. the road. And it's kind of fun too, because what I've also been doing is my wife didn't pay attention to any of the leaks. Aside from sure. like the starter evolution, she wanted to see those. Mm-hmm. So she's been playing Sword and I've been playing Shield. And so I've kind of been watching her play every now and then too. And so her yeah. reactions to some of the Pokemon <laughs> uh, have also been fun. So I've kind of been kind of living through her reactions as well nice. to, to all the new stuff. Like, awesome. like, uh, uh, one of the, I don't know how much into spoilers or not we get into, but one of the, the Galar forms of a Pokemon popped up and she's like, wait, is it that yeah. Pokemon? Like what? Like, huh? <laughs> it was funny. Well, I'll clarify that I am fine with, um, either of you talking about stuff I haven't seen the way I'm treating it is like when I was playing red and blue, I didn't have the internet to constantly look into things. So a lot of stuff I learned just by talking to my friends. Um, so I'm fine learning things here, talking to my friends, you know what I mean? So don't, don't feel like you have to keep anything from me. Hassan, I don't know if there's stuff that you don't want us to talk about. No, I think I'm pretty good with I, what I've seen. I think I have a general idea of a lot of stuff in the game and I'm, okay. I'm pretty fine with, with hearing about all that yeah cool um what what out of curiosity what starter did you end up choosing hassan so i chose uh score bunny nice cool yeah i chose sobble brian what did um, you end up going with i got groogie 
Whoa! Uh, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That's incredible. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Grookey is the one that I knew nothing about for so long. <laughs> nice. And, uh, nice. You know, I think I think I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have chosen Grookey knowing the full line of things. But I had my heart set on Sable for a long time, so I'm glad I stuck with it because um, <laughs> I've been happy. Brian, what was your hype level going in? How 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 were you looking oh, at wow. it? Did the discourse <laughs> affect you? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know. Um, my my hype was through the roof. Yeah, uh, which it always is for sure. anything new with Pokemon. Pokemon is and will always be the number one franchise in my life. So especially leading to a new generation, like I get hype leading up to a new game. Sure. But leading up to a whole new generation, it's crazy. Like it was it was really hard for me this time around in particular, because I mean, I'm I scour the Internet. I'm curious about things. I read mm-hmm. so much. And it really hurt this time around seeing all that discourse. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm just an overall usually positive, happy person. Mm-hmm. And to see so many people that, like, consider themselves fans, like, tearing down the franchise as a whole mm-hmm. just really sucked. But <laughs> Yeah, and it was but, bizarre. Uh, it was bizarre to watch, along yeah. with being very sad. <laughs> right. Right. And so I just kind of had to power through it. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I have a ton of friends that are into Pokemon that also weren't a fan of the discourse. And so it was kind of I had some stability. That's good. <laughs> That's good. There, But yeah, no, I was I was hyped beyond belief. And just I mean, to put it really easily that the games definitely have lived up to that hype. Would I've liked a better story? Absolutely. Do I care? Not really. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the stuff I'm doing isn't even story related. Like the oh, things yeah. I'm getting lost in are not story related even remotely. So if I can spend, you know, nine straight hours doing something that doesn't move me along at all, like I'm sold. <laughs> My first time in the wild area. Wow. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> That's exactly it for me. (laughs) So let's just transition to the area as a whole, since we're starting to talk about the the wild area and we're talking about different cities and stuff like that. This generation and this region is maybe in some way sort of a spiritual successor to X and Y because it's a European inspired area. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the sense of having a personality, I do think it follows very much in the footsteps of Alola in that the personality is strong and it's distinct. And it really sort of made its own mold. So I'm curious to know kind of how you guys are enjoying this particular area and its culture and its vibe and atmosphere. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I I like just it it feels very fresh and unique for the franchise Mm -hmm. Um, just from all the locations that we've seen. But then, you know, the wild area, especially obviously being kind of a new type of area for the franchise. That's just been exciting to experience. And then. Couple that with the fact that this is the first new generation on the Switch, mm-hmm. and so just graphically it looks better too. Um, just kind of provides for a, a, a fresh experience exploring. What are you talking about, Hassan? That tree looks like it came out of Ocarina of Time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, just, I can't with, with all that. Like, come on, it's just. I like, know. Uh, <laughs> it's wild because this is by and far, without question, the best looking Pokemon game we've ever gotten. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon's never been a game that's pushed anything graphically. It's never been the expectation of this franchise. So it's weird to me that when we get the best thing we've ever gotten graphically in a franchise that's never had a reputation of being a graphics pusher, that yeah. people are are nitpicking it so much. But 
I guess I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I think part of it might be like there was sort of that talk early on of like, this is going to be the breath of the wild of Pokemon. And yeah. I think that put people's expectations in a certain way when sure. really that wasn't realistic. Yeah. I mean, people should have never hyped that because mm-hmm. I mean, breath of the wild is breath of the wild. I don't think Pokemon will ever be a caliber of breath of the wild, both visually and just the way it's set up. Yeah, like Breath of the Wild is like an adventure game and Pokemon is a monster collecting RPG. Mm -hmm. Like those two aren't mutually the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that with with um, with Pokemon, they do their experimentation largely outside the core series. So this Mm -hmm. I mean, this entry already is experimenting way more than most of the entries have done. So to expect them to completely turn over the formula i think is expecting just uh <laughs> something that's never going to happen in the core right. series mm-hmm. um, as much as as much as there's you know there's been plenty of talk of like oh wouldn't it be cool if pokemon were this way or that way or or whatnot i mean it's it's been the best-selling video game franchise i think for a reason you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know where it is with mario because i think the two of them are constantly competing but i'm not positive they actually answered the question initially mm-hmm. uh <laughs> uh i think uh this region in particular is a very nice breath of fresh air compared to alola because it's so vastly different like alola is islands tropical everything and even looking at kalos kalos was very european but it was very much like a european sense of elegance yeah whereas galar is very much a sense of european industrialization and european ruralness yeah and so even even compared to Kalos, it's still vastly different despite having a very similar geographical setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still completely different. I really like that even though we've we've always or no, maybe not always, but even though we have frequently, uh, if not most times, gotten a, a quote story where you're in a tiny town sort of going on an adventure. Galler makes it feel so real, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're in this tiny little farming village with tons of open sprawling farmland and wooloo just all over the place. And then you make your way towards this massive industrial city. And I, I think there's lots of things about putting on, putting it on the switch, the way that they've organized the region, the sort of motivation to get to that point that makes the juxtaposition of that of those two things stronger than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the sort of like sporting element of it and how they've tackled the league itself? I love it. I think it's so cool. <laughs> I was a little, to be honest, I was a little skeptical at first. Cause I was yeah. like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like it just, it just didn't like catch my attention. Cause like sports, I'm like, I don't really <laughs> care, but I, sure. I could agree but... with you there. I can agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but once I started like that whole thing, I've gone through two gyms, like, I actually really like it because it makes the gyms feel more like an event, you know, and and it's it kind of makes that whole the same eight gym thing like it makes it feel fresh and exciting, especially because like everybody in the towns like this is like the big thing that happens in the gallery region. So Mm -hmm. um, it's made the whole experience like that much better for it. Yeah, and they've done a good job world building around that idea. Um, I don't know if they said it explicitly, but they sort of imply that there's a gym challenge season. Like this isn't a thing that's constantly happening. All of the gym challengers sort of start at the same time, which allows it to be a spectator sport. They also will throw in little lines like with the first gym leader, Milo. He straight up acknowledges like, hey, I'm the first gym because we do this in an order, which means I see the most trainers. And then they're sort of weeded out from there. So they've done a lot of cool world building 
bits and pieces um, that aren't, you know, super flashy or anything, but they just, they fill in that, that cultural element of it. And I think it's good because after Sun and Moon really, really just shook things up as far as the gym structure, I was worried about going back to it. Not because I don't like it, but because I wasn't sure how they were going to distinguish it. And I think this was a good good way to go about it, where the structure is similar, but the culture and vibe and presentation is very different. Mm-hmm. That music, that oh. gym leader music, <laughs> my yes. gosh, it's so good. I want to wake up to it. <laughs> I don't know why I don't. Make it, make it your alarm jingle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> The, the one thing I really love most about this is like having watched like the anime so uh-huh. long and you see like instead of the Elite Four, you see like this big whole championship uh, yes. kind of thing. And that's always something that I've wanted in a Pokemon game mm-hmm. other than collect eight badges, beat the Elite Four, beat the champion, you're done. And right. while what they have isn't perfect here, it's definitely a step in that direction to make it feel more like a, a championship and something that you like train for and prep for and participate in as opposed to just like running through the passes. Yeah, right. no, for sure. They like hinted at it in Let's Go because they had their like 16 <laughs> audience members in certain gyms or whatever. Oh, yeah, yay. <laughs> like, oh, there's a uh, there's a light crowd to witness this battle. Um, but this what do you, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Let's go to Brock's gym and watch people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I, I love what they did with the crowds. Um, yeah, I think they probably could ratchet it up even a little bit more, but I'm, I'm still, you know, I get so hyped when I'm walking into those gyms because <laughs> they do such a good job creating that atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, like the story part, I know that I guess there hasn't been, or there isn't really that much story to it. It kind of feels like just the the fact of going through the eight gyms like that kind of it's like you're kind of building your own story as a trainer and just kind of going through the gyms and getting ready for the next challenge. And I've kind of also enjoyed in a way just focusing on that and just Mm -hmm. exploring the region and catching Pokemon. So I kind of actually so far at least haven't really missed not having as much of a more in-depth story. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that in, in previous games, I actually haven't finished a Pokemon game in a long time, to be honest. <laughs> and because it, it's weird because I don't really in general like RPGs, but I mm-hmm. like Pokemon. So it's kind of like anything that kind of takes too much time and I get bored of, like it, it ends up pushing me away from it. So the fact that I've just kind of been able to do things at my own pace and make the gym challenge kind of the story, I guess, has actually made me enjoy things a bit more this time around so far. Yeah, it is It is sort of a more back-to-basics approach to it. That's a good point. I haven't really thought about it that way. I like that. So, Hassan, you mentioned uh, RPGs and kind of your feelings on them and stuff. I think Pokemon is making some sort of concerted, explicit efforts to take away some of the more grindy or repetitive elements of RPGs from these games. Are you feeling yes. that? <laughs> yeah, I am actually, like, each generation, I feel like I, I like it more and more as they sort of transition to that. I know like you have, there's some Pokemon fans that are like, I hate experience share being on, take it away. And all this, I'm like, this is great. I can just swap <laughs> out Pokemon as I go. Like I know what the next gym is. So I'm like, I need, I need these types of Pokemon. Let me change yeah. up my team. Let me try these other Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I have to spend hours grinding to get back to where I was. Yes. And if there's some Pokemon that are under leveled, I haven't used in a while, throw a bunch of experience share that I got from raid battles. And mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of caught up a bit too. So like, 
that's actually been really great so far. Um, the random battles not really being much of a thing anymore. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I love that in Let's yes. Go. And I love it here. Um, <laughs> I actually thought before the game came out, I thought like that was wild area only. And then the, ran- the, Me too. the stuff is in the grass. And then I see Pokemon roaming around outside the wild area. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I like this game even more. It's so cool. Yeah, I remember us talking about the overworld uh, Pokemon appearing. And I we were fully under the impression that that was only going to be a wild area thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm so glad it applies to the whole game. I'm thrilled by that because I yeah. think... I think it's fine to be able to choose those things. It has not detracted from my experience at all. No, not at all. And Brian, I feel like there were some strong reactions from you when <laughs> Hudson was talking. So like, go for it, dude. Uh, oh, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, first of all, just uh, addressing the experience share. I This is something that I have never turned off in a Pokemon game. Yeah. And that is mainly because I hate grinding in RPGs. <laughs> It, if yeah. you're an RPG that like sets basically sets me up for failure, unless mm-hmm. I sit there and beat the same monster over and over again to raise my level to the point where I won't lose, I don't want to play your game. So to to have that set up to where the game paces itself to where you shouldn't ever really need to grind your main Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to swap something out, the stuff you're catching for me anyway, was always roughly the same level as my stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was really easy just to, if I saw something I wanted to use, catch it, toss it on my team. And by the time I got to the next gym, I really only needed to grind maybe 15 minutes with it to catch it up fully to where it needed to be. And it was, it was never a hard thing to do. Even like right before the champion battle, I wanted to adjust my team a little bit. It took me maybe a half hour to get everything situated and I was good to go. Yeah. And I, I loved that element uh, about everything and just addressing the overworld aspect uh, again, like you guys, I thought this was only the wild area. And the first route I enter, there's Pokemon walking around. I'm like, (laughs) they're back. Yes. (laughs) And I, I like the addition of the wild. I I don't want to say random encounters because you can still see them. Mm -hmm. Just an exclamation point. But I like that added element too, because you still have the certain elements of surprise when you want there to be the element of surprise. Right. And so like, right. Right, yeah, that are only the exclamation points. Yeah, so like that adventure and exploration is still there. Mm. You still kind of have to toy with that a little bit, but you still get to choose whether it's happening or not. Which yeah, is it's a wonderful balance. I love being able to go through a route and technically not run into any Pokemon at all. Uh, is it not the greatest? It's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's wonderful. If I just want to get from point A to point B without like flying or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm looking for a particular Pokemon, Yeah, I don't have to sit there and go, oh, look, I ran into this one. Run. Looked at random yep. this one, run. Looked at random right. this one, run. And repeat <laughs> and repeat until I find it. I can sit there and watch them spawn and despawn. And if it's an exclamation point, I really only have to deal with those few exclamation point encounters. And it's a, it's a lot less stressful. That's, that's all I'm saying. Oh, it's so much less yeah. stressful. You know what this has done is it's, it's eliminated my sort of obsession with... Um, <laughs> I have this bad habit in previous games of like, going 12 feet into a route and then battling some stuff and then like running back to the Pokemon center Mm -hmm. and then like going 20 feet and then running back to the Pokemon center and then going 30, you know what I mean? And now I don't have to do that. I can just power through the route and maybe occasionally run into a trainer, but still feel pretty confident. I can power through to the next checkpoint and then do things kind of at my own pace. 
And not just because of the overworld, there are a lot of other elements they've added, like being able to access your box everywhere or almost everywhere. So good. Making Poke Dolls relevant in a way that makes sense and that they introduce early on in the game. Lots of little things that make you feel way less stressed, I think, um, moving throughout the world, which is so welcome. You can fly really early, too. Yes. Yeah. And fly to, like, other places besides just the towns. Yeah. That's so good. That's great. Like, because all the routes have, like, those trainers that are, like, camping. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And all those little camping points end up becoming fly points. Oh, shoot. I didn't make that connection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. It's great to be able to go, oh, I need to go to Route 10 for something and just fly to the middle of Route 10 and just go north or south or east or west, depending on how the route is, to get to where I need to go to look for whatever it is I'm looking for. It's so convenient. And these little quality of life improvements... Yes, that's the perfect way to put it. Quality of life improvement. Makes the complete difference to me, this gen, over anything else. It's just, it's been so relaxing and yeah. fun to play. Yeah, yeah. there's one another, uh, I guess, quality of life improvement. I love that term, by the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that and use it. <laughs> Is, uh, I think Kyle brought this up. Being able to fly directly from your Pokedex when you are looking for pokemon uh that you don't have yet so when I you go into your pokedex thing you could do oh, yes nice. <laughs> so when you when you go into your pokedex and you are specifically like hey i saw that some trainer used you know a cramorant or whatever and i want one of those let me go see where it pops up on the map you can choose to fly directly from that screen which is such a little thing but it's so nice and those are the types of little things that they've sprinkled throughout this game which are just uh, so welcome Keep them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it makes the, the, the world feel more alive, too, just because you're not stuck, like, scrolling through menus to do things or having to just go back and forth and travel through stuff, like, which isn't as realistic, you know, like here, yeah. you kind of just walk around and want to explore and like, you know, the the fact that the random battles is gone, like every now and then you're just kind of standing there, but you're near some grass and then these Pokemon see you and like <laughs> chase after you. And it's like, I guess, you know, that in reality, that's like if you're fighting a wild Pokemon, like really, like they're not just going to stand in grass waiting for you to come to it. They're, you know, if they see you, they might chase after you. So like it actually fits and it's really cool. All, all I really want to say is Sneasel needs to calm down and stop chasing. Oh my <laughs> gosh, for real. <laughs> Sneasel needs to chill. Arcanine needs to chill. There are so there, yeah, there are certain species that are just always <laughs> faster than you. And it's so rude. <laughs> uh, have you seen those videos that are just like compilations of people being chased by Pokemon? Yes. Oh no. They're amazing. And they're always set to like ridiculous, intense music. It's so good. <laughs> I just love, uh, and I, I'm blanking on the name of the one Pokemon, that bear, that is like, is it Beware, right? Yeah. Oh, god. It's like supposed to hug you to death. And I saw, I did see a video of that, yep. like opening its arms, getting ready for a hug, and then like chasing <laughs> after the trainer. It's yes. so great. Oh, it's so bizarre, but it's so good. And it does, like you said, Hassan, it just makes everything feel more alive because everything's constantly moving and you don't have to constantly pause to accomplish small, menial tasks, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is just so good. Let's talk the Pokemon themselves, because they did add, I think, what is it, 82 new species to this generation or something thereabouts? Something something like that. Yeah, about the same as we got last generation. I think this is probably the number we should expect moving forward, somewhere around there, give or take a little bit more or a medium amount less, because I don't expect that they are trying to get to a point where they're at 1,500 species, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. 
But even though it's one of the smaller generations, there have been very, very few, if any, like duds that I've run into. There are definitely head scratchers, but nothing that I've looked at and been like, oh, that's kind of <laughs> kind of boring. You know what I mean? Uh, everything's yeah. kind of exciting and, and sparking my curiosity. So I guess right off the bat, I, I want to start with Hassan. What favorites have you had just right off the bat up to the first two? Well, no, you've seen everything. <laughs> so I guess yeah, what are yeah, what are what are ones that what are ones that uh you're drawn to or that caught you off guard or ones that sort of sparked your curiosity the most? Oh man. I, I do feel like this is a generation that like, you know, ratio wise of like good to bad for, for what I've kinda liked has been pretty strong. Like there's a lot of good ones and, and very few duds, like you said. I Oh man, where where do I even begin with this? I'm like scrolling through my my boxes right now, yeah. kind of looking. You know, there's like cool ones like like Sizzlipede, for example. Is like I normally like bug types aren't usually as cool, but that one's you know pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. Gosh, a lot of the I actually like a lot of the Galar forms too. They're really interesting, like uh, the Galar Meowth, and that was the one that I was yes. talking about for my wife. Like it popped up, and she's like, "That's Meowth." I, I was like, "Yeah." I had to stop. Like I, I was playing and it popped up because I didn't know any of the forms that were going that we were going to get other than the ones that were announced. And I happened to see Corsola uh, on on Twitter, so that was literally all I knew. And so when Meowth popped up, I was absolutely shocked because that makes it unless there's something I haven't seen the only Pokemon with three different regional forms, right? I can, I can safely say that's correct. Yes. Okay, I figured that would be the case, <laughs> but that's. That's that's wild to me. Of of all Pokemon, Meowth is the one. I don't know how much of that is going to be anime driven, <laughs> but I I love it. It was a total surprise for me. Yeah, totally. And some of the ones I'm kind of surprised they didn't announce some of these ahead of time. But it's great to have the surprises, mm-hmm. um, like the the Mister Rhyme, which is really <laughs> interesting looking. I just saw that for the first time today and was like, what in the world? <laughs> Weird. So weird and so loved. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there's just so many. The whole Impidimp line uh is super cool. Um gosh. I you know, there's very, the only like the one or two that are kinda like a little bit duds to me is the uh the one that's um I think it's like a penguin with the ice cube face. <laughs> what? Um, it, I need to know so much more. Is, that's <laughs> that has to be a standalone, right? It just mm-hmm. is its own thing. <laughs> i've seen it once and that's it (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird (laughs) oh but no they're they're all they're all pretty pretty great some some great designs this this generation and also uh the there's all the gigantamax forms are also you know pretty cool for some of the ones that we got i do wish there was a bit more variety in in the way they were dispersed through some generations but you know i guess it's to be expected of course where like Mm -hmm. gen one is going to get a bunch of forms that sort of thing sure um but yeah, there's just just some some great designs. Which one stood out to you like right away, Brian? So uh, asking me this question is like asking me to pick favorite children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love so many Pokemon this generation. It was a strong generation for good design. So hats off to James Turner. You designed some absolutely amazing Pokemon. <laughs> Yes. And, uh, as lead designer this time around. So, I mean, a couple standouts, obviously, Yamper and Bolton. I love them to pieces. I love <laughs> uh, And they're great. Bolton was my MVP 
Oh, nice. But like the entire game, he he was when I when when I entered the champion match, he was like level sixty three or sixty four, mm-hmm. and my next highest was I think level fifty eight or something. Oh dang! <laughs> uh, so he he was definitely my MVP. I love that dog. He's great. I wish he evolved one more time, to be honest. But oh man, I wonder what that would even look like. Yeah, amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I don't like bug types, but um, both Frostmoth and Orbeetle are great yeah. kinds. I like both of them. Let's see. I love Cramorant's gimmick. I don't know if I it's like its design, so but I like its gimmick. Funny. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I, that's probably one of the ones design-wise that I was like, eh, that's fine. But its gimmick certainly makes up for yeah. it because it's so unique and bizarre. Toxel and Toxtricity yes thank you for existing i love you yes uh, strong I agree i the only reason i didn't use it is because i already committed to bolton that was so. such a hard choice for me i did end up going with with the toxel and toxtricity because i've i grew a strong appreciation for poison types in the last generation mm-hmm. and so i was like i think i'm just gonna go with it but it was so hard i had them both in my team for so long and it was so redundant yeah uh, so <laughs> i mean next next run through i'm definitely using one Duraludon is great. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tree Beast whole line is wonderful. <laughs> uh, and uh, Phalanx is a Pokemon that I hated initially because the only thing I had to go off of was its sprite or model. Oh. Now, because yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that was the first thing I saw during the leaks. I'm like, okay, it's a ugly caterpillar. Okay, whatever. <laughs> And then I found out it was pure fighting type. I'm like, that's weird. And then I ran into it in the wild. And this creature just split into six little balls. <laughs> with digital faces. And I fell in love. I, <laughs> I love them because there's six of them. I love them <laughs> so much. And they're one of my new favorites. I just love everything about them they also became kind of an mvp for me they came in real clutch for me at one point in the game like big time big time so i i love them they're they're great there's so many adorable awesome pokemon in this (laughs) and it makes me so happy i want to dedicate a portion of this podcast to the fossils and i think we'll get there oh my let's just do it i mean i i i have no problem just jumping right to it For because those, they must be addressed. For, for those that haven't, please read the dex entries for, <laughs> for these fossil types. Because one, it's great. And two, it makes me question how accurate the Pokedex is because all these entries are complete fabrications. <laughs> yes. None yeah. of these Pokemon existed in prehistoric times. Don't lie to me, Pokedex. Yeah. Yeah, that it calls everything into question. It does. <laughs> it's so disturbing and hilarious. And I guess rooted in reality in a yeah. way. A reference to really poor or early on, I don't know how fair it is, but really early mistakes that I guess English archaeologists were making, putting fossils together wrong. I didn't dig too much into it. Yeah, the UK couldn't put fossils back together. Yeah, uh, I guess not. <laughs> so, like, the, the story is basically like way back when fossils started being discovered, they would just like put fossils together the way they thought they were supposed to go. And <laughs> Without so, like, any sort of science yeah, behind yeah, it. It would just like create these creatures that didn't <laughs> actually exist using bones and fossils of like two or three different creatures. 
Oh my! And they're God. like, "Oh yeah, here's a new dinosaur. It's great, right? It's got like a head of one dinosaur, like a long neck from like an Apatosaurus or something, and then like a body of something else." They're like, "Yeah, dinosaurs!" <laughs> and so that's where like this uh, bits for the the fossils came from. With they're like, there's two different top halves and two different bottom halves, and then you can mix and match them haphazardly or carelessly, should I say? Oh my gosh. Uh, Pun game is strong. And uh, <laughs> to create these absolute abominations who probably like just living is painful for them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I feel so bad because the lightning or the electric type part is just so happy to be alive. <laughs> and I look at him and I go, I appreciate you're so happy, buddy, but living must be turmoil for you. Oh, poor little. Uh, how is the show going to handle them? I don't oh, know. I hope they address that they're absolute <laughs> abominations and should be respected and cared for with yes. everyone's part. Oh boy. Yeah, it's such a bizarre but like really smart <laughs> joke. Oh, I love <laughs> like, it. Mm-hmm. It's so funny to me. It's the, so funny. The one Pokedex entry for the fish combined with the dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm still learning names. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know any of the uh, names. <laughs> it, it says like it's can its strong legs can reach speeds up to 40 miles per hour, but oh, it can't breathe unless it's underwater. <laughs> <laughs> like this poor creature is so fast, but it can't breathe while it's being fast. It'll just die. I'm like, l- life is just suffering for these creatures. Please help them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. tragic. <laughs> Uh, I love well, them. Maybe, they're, all, they're all so ugly, but I love them so much. Next generation will have like bionic versions of them to help them live happy lives. <laughs> 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 Let's see what what else is there. I mean, there's there's lots, of course. Um, I guess. Let's. Oh wait, I want to run. I was going to ask this earlier, but I uh, I already forgot, and I just remembered, and I don't want to forget again. When we were talking about flying, Mm -hmm. they made a huge deal about the Corviknight taxi service before the game happened, and as far as I can tell, they've largely. Well, there's not much of it in the game, but there are like signs that it exists. And I think this is the first game we've gotten without a fly animation. And I'm mm-hmm. my th- conspiracy theory, I guess, is that it was there and they opted to cut it because <laughs> it's so abrupt. And I'm curious, one, to know if you guys noticed that there just is no fly animation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And if you've noticed the like little bits and pieces of the taxi service here and there, as far as like the there's like parking spots and there's little perches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and if you get the sense that it was meant to be more robust at some point, or am I just digging too deep? I, I don't think it was necessarily going to be more robust, but I, I definitely feel like there's an animation missing. And I would like to see it, but at the same time, flying is so quick yes. that I almost don't mind. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm digging into something I shouldn't dig into because I should be grateful. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> Yeah, when it happened at first, I was at first because I do remember the whole taxi service thing pregame like that was, you know, one of the the first announcements or something. So I was kind of like, oh, wait, oh, that's it. I just just flew, you know, (laughs) and then after that, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's it. Like, it's super easy. But um, so I'm very happy with it. But uh, but it it did catch me off guard a little bit at first. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah, that was, I was, it was so strange to me. I'm going to end up asking everyone and everyone's going to be like, Doug's really, really hung up on this taxi service. Thing. <laughs> All right. So before we totally tie things up, there are a couple things I am curious to know if you have toyed with. And then if there's anything else you guys want to cover, feel free. Um, there are different types of mechanics and features and things that are um, new or modified for this generation. And I would love to know if you have toyed with them much at all. Um, we've talked a little bit about the wild area. So I guess right off the bat, like, have you spent much time in the wild area? Have you gotten lost in it? Are you sort of setting it aside for the future? Where are you at? Um, I have like periodically like gone back to the wild area and just kind of spent some time there mm-hmm. um, exploring, doing raid battles. Um, just, yeah, just kind of hopping back and forth. Um, it's been, I, I kind of like that sort of approach because each time you sort of beat a gym and go back, then you can catch you know, a little bit higher level Pokemon. And it seems like there's more things there, stronger raid battles. So I've only been able to do like one or two star raid battles. Sure. But uh, so far it's been fun to, you know, kind of hop back to it every now and then. Uh, <laughs> and also, the, the one thing I will say, like, you know, when you get to the wild area, using the right control stick to move the camera around is like, super great and then when you jump back oh, it, yeah. I, every now and then keep like trying to move it i'm like wait it's not oh that's right oh i do it all you can the only move it in the in the wild area mm-hmm. so that's kind of a like it's nice to have in the wild area but then it kind of throws me off a little outside of it yeah that's a note for the future if you guys can uh, let us control the camera all the time that would be great mm-hmm. <laughs> even just a little yeah. <laughs> brian have you spent a lot of time in the the wild area oh yeah Uh, when i first went there i went all over the place trying to dodge pokemon that would absolutely murder me Uh, (laughs) and it was it was really great because it reminded me of bits of breath of the wild where you go to an area you're definitely not supposed to go to yet and anyone sees you you're dead and it was it was kind of like that because I'm like if I run into this Machamp he will murder me. <laughs> and so you and have to keep your are like lurking. Yeah. Like you see them, you're like, oh gosh, they're how lurking far do I and they will come after you. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's very vast for, for a Pokemon game. There's yeah. a lot of different kind of like environments in there. It spans quite the distance too between like the two little areas. Oh, yeah. In there, and the variety of Pokemon to catch in there is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and so I love it. I would love to see this expanded upon in a, a Gen 9. Like, mm-hmm. maybe make the whole overworld wild area ish. Mm. I, I feel that's very big, and I don't yeah. know if I actually even want that, but <laughs> it is something to consider. But no, I I like it. The, the raid battles are pretty fun, too. I haven't done a whole lot of them. But they they are fun to do, and I like their concepts. Have you uh, been able to do raid battles like with people online? Because I feel like every mm. time I do it, I sit there and wait, and then I, nobody connects, so I just join with computers. Unless I do it like locally with my wife, but otherwise, yeah. yeah. Yep. I have been able to do some. I don't know if I have filled a four person team more yeah. than twice, and I think that's probably a lot compared to many people's experience from what i'm hearing yeah i think like once or twice i happen to open up the thing where you see all the what like stamps i think they call them and so i saw like somebody starting a raid battle and then i clicked on it and joined that was like once or twice but otherwise since then i actually also haven't really seen those pop up more which by the way those stamp things can be annoying like (laughs) little pop-ups on the left side of the screen yeah 
This isn't Twitter. Yeah, right. Exactly. Get out of here. I don't need your timeline. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, I should have looked into this. Is there a way to set the stamps that are on your play screen to be friends only? I know you can filter while you're in the actual menu, but can you do that for the play screen? I was wondering the same. Because yeah, I would I love no that. that. I'd be fine with, but I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, because like one time I had like the same stamp there like three or four times and it like <laughs> wouldn't go away. And I'm like, I don't need to know that this Pokemon was caught by someone four times. Like... Right, right. Someone I don't know. <laughs> yeah that's i think that's probably the thing that is the weakest element of the game and i i'm not really surprised by it because nintendo's online is rarely (laughs) what it should be i i have not come to expect Mm -hmm. a lot with with any sort of nintendo online experience but it is a bummer because it's not a super intensive thing it's not like there's active combat happening it's not like there's long-term play happening so the fact that it's difficult to to do these sort of short-term tasks is a little bit of a bummer i hope it improves i'm not really sure what the challenge is in getting those stamps to refresh and work properly but i hope that it will improve in some way somehow have you brian have you camped much in the wild area do you do much of those types of things this is a very hot topic on victory road because i do all of those things and kyle does none of them i i would say i'm in the middle of you guys like i have done it frequently i wouldn't say i've done it a lot but usually i i try to do it at least a couple times like a play session just because like raising that friendship with your pokemon does give you actual benefits in game Uh, and that's always nice to do plus i have an addiction of playing fetch with pokemon oh my gosh i place i play fetch with snom and it is the slowest and most amazing <laughs> thing ever when, when i was playing fetch with my snom he was like right up next to me and i would just like Drop tap a and it would just go bloop and just fall down and he would be so happy to just pick it up and hand it back to me well that's you you end up like having to do that with snom because if you try to throw it farther away it yeah. takes snom so long that another pokemon will just take the ball <laughs> just take it away from him <laughs> Pokemon will totally. take the ball before Tom can even turn around. <laughs> I love watching those interactions too. Because yeah. there was a video floating around on Twitter that was like Gardevoir and Hatteran, I think. Like yeah. they were like fighting and it was hilarious. <laughs> so there's somebody, I don't know if they were just writing a narrative for what was happening on the screen or if this is something that you eventually work up to, but they had two Pokemon that were like in conflict and like fighting with each other or whatever. And they were joking that they told another Pokemon to go like break up the fight. And then like a, a vile plume walked directly up to the camera and just like cheesed. And I don't like, do, can you eventually <laughs> instruct them on how to interact or were they just like being funny? I, I think it was a series of fortunate events in that case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, from, from my experience, you can't really instruct them to do anything. Yeah. But they are programmed to interact with each other in those kind of ways. Okay. But okay. I think it was I think it was just very fortunate timing on all their parts. I wasn't sure if you like gained sort of interactions with them, but that does make sense. Yeah, there are some really bizarre sort of <laughs> coincidences that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Have either of you toyed with the Poke Jobs stuff? Nope. I forgot it existed. Oh <laughs> <laughs> the, the game mentioned it one time. And I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that's a thing. And then I completely forgot about it, realizing that if the game doesn't force me to do it at least one time, I will wipe it from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was weird because, like, I, you know, I've been kind of playing a little bit ahead of where my wife is and sort of watching her play. Sure. And then she mentioned she sent her Pokemon on jobs. I'm like, wait, what? Where did I miss that? Like, was there a part of a town? Did I have to talk to someone? She's like, no, you just talked to, like, the Rotom in the Pokemon Center. And I was like, oh, what? So I just went and saw the option was just mm-hmm. there. And so I just started. Uh, I will do it every now and then. Just sure. send the Pokemon if I have enough of a certain type. And then, you know, I don't know. I guess they come back with some items and get a little bit of experience. So yeah, I try and do it every now and then, but it's kind of odd. Can, can I make a comment on how the game doesn't tell you you have a fishing rod? I, I, <laughs> I, I saw one of the little puddles uh-huh. on a route. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go talk to the puddle because that's apparently what goes through <laughs> my head. And all of a sudden, a fishing rod appears and I cast it. I'm like, when did I get that? <laughs> I really start the game with it and I'm not used to that being a thing yeah. and so all of a sudden I just start fishing I'm like okay <laughs> I'm like okay it's magic art because of course it is of course I guess that's a thing I can do now that you say that I did kind of subconsciously just go up to the water thinking to talk to it mm-hmm. in a way because I didn't think I had a fishing rod so yeah that is kind of funny are either of you Stardew Valley players no or, I or I've Animal seen Crossing it played player. several times I haven't played it myself Animal Crossing yes I, uh, in both of those games, all I ever want to do is fish. So I definitely did the same thing where I was like, a puddle, I'm going to go interact. (laughs) So I'm glad that it was the same for all of us. (laughs) The Poke Jobs thing, I would say Sun and Moon did it better, um, which is kind of a bummer because I did that a lot in Sun and Moon. This, it just, I don't know, it serves a purpose, but it's not not super great. And because you never have to interact with the computer, you could go the entire game and never realize that it's even a feature. I think maybe someone mentioned it once. If it wasn't for the league cards, I don't think I would have interacted with the computer at all. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so much so that it's like sleeping. Like, I think they get it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Interacted with so infrequently, it just falls asleep all the time. No one needs me anymore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Have you all bought a lot of uh, outfits? I typically do buy a lot of outfits, but this time when I saw the poison uniform, I bought it and have barely modified it. So I've done a lot of like hair and makeup and accessory type stuff because I'm obsessed with that uniform and don't want to take it off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I usually do. I feel in this game, I like found my style fairly early on and just never really changed it afterwards (laughs) because i like really early on you can get like a black hoodie Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay this is me and then also early on there's a t-shirt with luxury ball on it i'm like okay that's awesome oh nice so so i bought that then at that point i'm like i was set on the the jacket and i was set on the shirt i'm like okay i just found pants that kind of matched the black jacket <laughs> and some shoes and of course i went and got glasses and called it a day i'm like perfect there you go. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a couple really beautiful shirts in this game though with like print on them yeah yeah there's like an arcanine one that was like it was too expensive when yeah, i first came across it's like it, in, the, in to... the first shop and it's like eighty thousand dollars <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> that's not happening are you a big uh, like clothing changer in the games, Hassan? Um, not so much. I do enjoy sort of exploring and seeing what options there yeah. are. Um, I definitely want to go back and get some more of those shirts. I think, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely did shop around at first. Like I wanted to, you know, spend some money and kind of get a, an outfit that I would probably typically wear. Yeah. So 
Um, I do kind of have like a go-to outfit that I wear now, but definitely want to see what other shirts and things are in the game if, if there are. Yeah, more. for sure. I like that they are trending towards more and more appearance options for these yeah. main characters. I, I like the trend that they're moving towards of of lots of different kinds of skin tones and hair colors and eye colors and, and all that sort of stuff. I think they still need to move towards getting rid of the line between like gendered clothing options. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? We'll see if we ever get there. I think, I think it'd be cool if, if they did, but I'm not, not totally sure. Oh, question. Did both of you choose male protagonists? Yes. I'm yeah. so curious because I, I chose a female one because my sun and moon one was a female one. So I just like kind of carried that on this generation and one of the options is makeup, and that's where you do, like, uh, all your face stuff. Yeah. What are the options for male protagonists? Because when they announced that you could do makeup and stuff, I figured, like, oh, no, I hope that they do this for both, but I'm guessing they won't. No, the, the only makeup options for the male player, player character is your eyebrow size oh. <laughs> and your eye color. That is it. That's so weird because they – the the stuff that's different is, or I guess the only additional stuff is being able to choose your eyelashes and whether or not you wear lipstick and what color it is. Um, so it's not even like a dramatically different experience. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to me that they, they didn't just apply it to, to everyone. Hmm. Yeah. I, I found that to be a little weird. How are you supposed to be an effective, you know, soft goth boy if you can't wear black lipstick? <laughs> yeah. So right. anyway, we'll get there one day, maybe. Especially when we're in a generation with like team Yelp. Yes. I'm like, why why can't we all have face makeup on? This is sports. They're supposed to do sports. Things. Actually, that's a fantastic point. Why is there not like face paint? Uh like hooligan face paint. That would be so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. Anything else that we haven't talked about that either of one of you want to bring up or are curious about or anything like that? I mean, I could talk for days, I know that. <laughs> uh, real quick, yeah. uh, I mean for those that actually have one picked. Mm-hmm favorite uh gigantamax oh boy i haven't done a ton of stuff with gigantamax because i've only done it because you can't (laughs) right yeah no that's a good point that is a good thing to bring up i was very surprised by how limited dynamaxing and gigantamaxing is in the game and how infrequently you do it so i don't know if i have a favorite one yet i want to make a quick comment on how i'm surprised I know if you have the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee data, you're gifted the Pikachus and the Eevees that can Gigantamax. Yeah. But I'm surprised that there isn't a Pokemon that is gifted to you in-game, in-story, that can Gigantamax just to show it's a thing that exists. Because mm. all of a sudden, you're learning about Dynamaxing and Dynamaxing and Dynamaxing. And then all of a sudden, if you... I mean. Ignoring the fact that Leon at the very beginning of the game, when you're watching his like champion match, Gigantamax Charizard. Other than that, like all of a sudden, when you get to the third, third Um, gym, I think is when it's introduced. I think that's correct. I think think Kapu does it. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, like it's he starts saying Gigantamax instead of Dynamax, and his Cinder Scorch changes form, and like it's (laughs) not really addressed at all no in, in the story and i'm like that's really strange because like mega evolution they gave you went through the whole thing with karina they gave you the lucario z moves were shown at the very beginning of sun and moon <laughs> like sure they go through dynamaxing but they don't address gigantamaxing at all yeah it's weird that in, they even distinguish the two like it's it's strange that they have different mm-hmm. names given how little weight they give to the difference between them yeah 
Hmm. I, I just yeah. thought that was really strange. I have a favorite, but my favorite isn't doesn't exist yet. Like it's in the programming of the game, but you can't get it. What? Oh, that's so strange. There, there's a couple uh, Gigantamaxes that were data mined through sprites. Huh. That aren't in the game yet. That are probably going to be promotional giveaways. Okay. Because I, I, I knew there was stuff that was in the programming that isn't available. But I guess yeah, but I there's, didn't there's think there's a, that would a be of Pokemon there like that too. But hmm. okay, I mean, yeah. I'm okay with you sharing which one it is. Like that doesn't doesn't bother me to know which one's Gigantamax. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's actually it's my boy Snorlax. Oh no way! Oh, <laughs> nice. It's a Gigantamax, and apparently it's not that. in the game oh. right now. And it makes me so mad because he's my boy and I want him. <laughs> they did you dirty, man. <laughs> they did. But you're probably right. It'll probably be promotional stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is kind of cool then that, you know, we'll get some new stuff periodically, which will be kind of fun. Yeah, I um, I wonder, I, I'm guessing it'll probably be through that app, right? As opposed to collecting those cards from different stores. I mean, I feel like Pokemon Bank gave out Pokemon a ton. Okay, gotcha. And so I there's a couple Gigantam or Gigantam wow, I said that differently four times. <laughs> uh Gigantamaxes. I, I went the longest time saying Gigantamax and I realized it's probably Gigantamax. I kinda like uh, that. <laughs> but uh there's there's a couple program in the game, like I said, that aren't Gigantamax. Uh, that aren't <laughs> uh out yet, and there's a couple of them that I feel would be very good. Like, oh, sign up for Pokemon Home and you get a Gigantamaxable whatever. Oh, yeah. And so I, I feel like there's a couple in there that could be that. I hope it's Snorlax because it kind of like fits Pokemon Home a lot. Yeah. But, I kind of or I kind of feel like because I think they might be doing something like this already, but where they have these like limited time events for certain raid yeah, battles that are more happen, frequent. Too. So I think I think they'll probably throw some of these Pokemon like for a limited time do raid battles and you'll get a, you know, Snorlax that can Gigantamax or something, you know, like maybe for certain special events. And I, I feel like we're gonna get, cause like I said, there are some Pokemon that aren't in the Galar decks that are programmed into the game. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I feel like we'll probably get those trickled out through raid events throughout 2020. Mm. Like the raid mechanic in general is very Pokemon go. Yeah, oh yeah. And I was about to say I could totally see them coordinating a right. thing with Pokemon Go raid battles and then Pokemon Sword and Shield raid battles, the same Pokemon is now available in both or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can definitely see them doing something along the lines of that where every month like a new Pokemon or one to two one to three maybe are introduced via raid battles that you have to go get. So hmm. I think that could be fun. It, it leaves a lot to sort of look forward to that is more than just plopping a Pokemon into your game via a code. Yeah. A much more interactive mm-hmm. way of doing that. So I'm, I'm kind of here for it. Plus it'll, I mean, in all honesty, it'll probably get me to revisit the game much longer down the line than I am typically want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. And I mean, they can do, if they want to do like distributions through the app, do more stuff like the, the one uh, outfit that they distributed oh. through. Gosh, I'm, for, I'm trying to remember. Was it Target? Or, Walmart, I think. Or Walmart, that the, like, that's orange right. track? Um, yeah, I went and got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really care for it, but I was like, might as well go and, do, and get it. Do you wish your player character looked like they belonged in prison? Get this jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> 
such an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they I hope they do a lot of that stuff. That would certainly be another element of this game that's that's sort of amped up and tweaked, I think, for the better from previous generations. So hopefully they really capitalize on that. Hopefully people interact with it a lot and encourage that type of stuff down the line. Mm-hmm. It could be fun. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you both uh, so much for joining me. Um, it's nice to, to talk to different folks because I get to think about things I haven't really thought about yet. So um, I appreciate both of you spending some time here with me on the Victory Road. Yeah. And I would love to make sure you have the opportunity to plug anything you're working on. So, Brian, where can people find you and what type of stuff are you up to? Um, I live on Twitter. <laughs> so for, for better or worse. <laughs> Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Collector Shuki. I, I do have a YouTube channel that has currently been in hibernation and will probably remain in hibernation given what's going on right now. Mm. Uh, but that is Collector Shuki if you want to, I guess, some Pokemon stuff on there. But right now, I Pokemon-wise, I have been occasionally writing some articles for PokeJungle.net. So if you want to check those out, they're mostly TCG related because uh, that's like my area of expertise. So if you want to go check those out, there's, I think, three up at the moment. I'm working on a couple more, waiting for some news to drop about Sword and Shield TCG stuff. And they're being very, very quiet about it. And it's bothering me. <laughs> but uh, we'll get there. And if you happen to be interested in Power Rangers, uh, we do have a website called Power Ranger. Is it .net, Hassan? I think it's .com. <laughs> just without, know, without the vowel, right? The Power per Ranger, Ranger, right? So P-W-R-R-N-G-R.com. Uh, and I'm, I'm working on a couple of articles uh, for there that got actually sparked at a conversation at work. Oh, interesting. <laughs> that I had. And so I was like, oh, wait, this is actually a really good editorial idea. Hmm. So, yeah, I've basically I've been writing a lot lately. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> That's my shtick. Yes. I also want to say that I have a podcast, Geek Each Week, with Chris Long. And I want to plug that because if I didn't, you'd get mad at me. <laughs> uh, so you can check that out at uh, geekytweek.com, geekytweek on Twitter. So just search that. I occasionally talk about Pokemon by myself because he barely plays Pokemon and it makes me sad. <laughs> so yeah, not much of the way of Pokemon there, but if you like other geeky things like Tokusatsu or Supermarket Sweep, uh, <laughs> we, we, we talk about that on there too. So. Nice. That's awesome. Hassan, where can people find you and what types of stuff are you up to? I am on Twitter at HassanEmma120, and I'm on YouTube at youtube.com slash the world of Ha, although I don't know how all that's going to be pretty soon. <laughs> so we shall see. We shall see. And then uh, non Pokemon related, I also have a podcast called That's PTX to Me about my favorite music group, Pentatonix. So if you happen to be interested in the acapella music or that sort of thing, check that out. That's about it. Cool. Well, I mentioned at the top, you can find me at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. Um, if you are into Spider-Man, I also have another show on here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Walloping Web Snappers, where we are trying to watch every single Spider-Man cartoon ever made. Um, and we are revisiting or, I guess, picking back up with the 90s animated series now that Disney Plus is out and has that on it. So we are starting season two 
that should be coming out pretty soon uh, with a two-parter. And if you are interested in more Victory Road stuff, um, you can find information about our episodes or anything we're up to on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there is anything in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about or want us to talk about, just let us know. Until next time, we are headed back to the wild area to run away from beware. See you later. Thank you. production of the 4Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.4rideradio.com. What is my cat doing? <laughs> I asked myself, Brian, you have a cat, right? Yeah, she's, she's literally sitting right here. Yeah, he's doing that thing where he just like runs around all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like dashing around. <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs>